The princess was soon out of breath with running uphill, but she ran on, for she fancied the horrible creature just behind her, forgetting that, had it been after her, such long legs as those must have overtaken her long ago. At last she could run no longer, and fell, unable even to scream, by the roadside, where she lay for some time half dead with terror. But finding nothing lay hold of her, and her breath beginning to come back, she ventured at length to get half up and peer anxiously about her. It was now so dark she could see nothing. Not a single star was out. She could not even tell in what direction the house lay. And between her and home she fancied the dreadful creature lying ready to pounce upon her. She saw now that she ought to have run up the stairs at once. It was well she did not scream. For, although very few of the goblins had come out for weeks, a stray idler or two might have heard her. She sat down upon a stone, and nobody but one who had done something wrong could have been more miserable. She had quite forgotten her promise to visit her grandmother. A raindrop fell on her face. She looked up, and for a moment her terror was lost in astonishment. At first she thought the rising moon had left her place, and drawn nigh to see what could be the matter with the little girl sitting alone, without hat or cloak, on the dark bare mountain. But she soon saw she was mistaken, for there was no light on the ground at her feet, and no shadow anywhere. But a great silver globe was hanging in the air, and as she gazed at the lovely thing her courage revived. If she were but indoors again, she would fear nothing, not even the terrible creature with the long legs. But how was she to find her way back? What could that light be? Could it be? No, it couldn't. But what if it should be? Yes, it must be her great-great-grandmother's lamp, which guided her pigeons home through the darkest night. She jumped up. She had but to keep that light in view, and she must find the house. Her heart grew strong. Speedily, yet softly, she walked down the hill, hoping to pass the watching creature unseen. Dark as it was, there was little danger now of choosing the wrong road. And, which was most strange, the light that filled her eyes from the lamp, instead of blinding them for a moment to the object upon which they next fell, "'enabled her for a moment to see it, despite the darkness. "'By looking at the lamp and then dropping her eyes, "'she could see the road for a yard or two in front of her, "'and this saved her from several falls, for the road was very rough. "'But all at once, to her dismay, it vanished, "'and the terror of the beast, which had left her the moment she began to return, "'again laid hold of her heart. "'The same instant, however, she caught the light of the windows, and knew exactly where she was. It was too dark to run, but she made what haste she could, and reached the gate in safety. She found the house door still open, ran through the hall, and, without even looking into the nursery, bounded straight up the stair, and the next, and the next, then turning to the right, ran through the long avenue of silent rooms, 
and found her way at once to the door at the foot of the tower-stair. When first the nurse missed her, she fancied she was playing her a trick, and for some time took no trouble about her. But at last, getting frightened, she had begun to search, and when the princess entered, the whole household was hither and thither over the house hunting for her. A few seconds after she reached the stair of the tower, they had even begun to search the neglected rooms, in which they would never have thought of looking, had they not already searched every other place they could think of in vain. But by this time she was knocking at the old lady's door.